The blast from our past network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown. Here are your hosts, Adam and John Spees. Welcome to Throwback Trivia Takedown, a no-holds-barred trivia match between two contenders fighting for nostalgic glory. I'm your host, John Spees. I'm your co-host, Adam Spees. And today we have two trivia titans here to tussle it out with their tactical trivia techniques. In one corner, you won't find a sexier man around. Women want him, and men also want him. (laughs) He'll make you want to melt to the core... He's Bob the Heartthrob Oaks. Hey, Bob the Heartthrob. Bob, welcome to the show. Let the folks at home know a little about you. Thank you. It's great to be here. Um, I'm Bob Oaks. I am uh, a uh, beverage uh, supervisor with a beverage company down here in Jacksonville, Florida. And I am the older brother to the head of the trivia pod father, Jonathan Oaks. In the other corner... So you won a victory, well, that makes you a wisher. But one thing that is for sure that you ain't Neil Fisher. Neil Fisher, where is he? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, he's right here. It's Neil Fisher. Neil, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I loved being here last time, and it uh, was a, a welcome surprise to get the invite again. So thanks for having me. Not a problem. Why don't you remind the folks at home a little bit about yourself? So I'm uh, one of the co-hosts and producers of the uh, trivia podcast, Triviality. We're a weekly pub trivia style podcast. Uh, comes out every Tuesday. And I'm also uh, a filmmaker and an author. Uh, My newest book just came out. It's called, um, I'm forgetting the name of my own book. It's called (laughs) Behind the Screens, Illustrated Floor Plans and Scenes from the Best TV Shows of All Time. And uh, it's available uh, anywhere you get your books. And I hope people check it out if you're a big fan of TV and pop culture, trivia, uh, and also floor plans of famous TV shows. All right, folks, let's learn how to play the game. Entering the ring are two contestants who will engage in three rounds of head-to-head trivia. Here are the rules. Round one consists of ten questions in different pop culture categories focused on a decade that will be randomized. If you answer incorrectly, your opponent has the chance to steal. And the categories are movies, music, television, toys and games, sports, fashion, slang, news and politics, literature and food. Round two consists of the same 10 categories, but this time your opponent gets to pick your category. Each correct answer gives you 10 points. In the final round, you may bid up to as many points as you've earned before answering the final two questions. The categories for the final questions will be picked by the contestants, but the decade will again be randomized from those remaining. You must get both answers correct to earn your wager. Now it's time for a takedown. All right, before we get started, I, of course, want to know Neil and Bob just a little bit better, and it's not really unknown. I'm, I'm a big Star Wars nerd. I love me some Star Wars. So I want you to tell me, what is your favorite Star Wars villain? Okay, I'll go first. I got this one. Um, I have to say my favorite Star Wars villain, there's an obvious one, and I'm going to go a different direction. I love Jabba the Hutt. I think Jabba the Hutt's a great villain. Um, he, he's just, he is diabolical in his own way, um, evil to the core, and is uh, uh, just wants his money from Han. That's all. He just wants his money. And if he can't have his money, well, <laughs> then uh, put him in a, a slab of carbonite and hang him on the wall for everybody to see what <laughs> happens to you when you cross Jabba the Hutt. That's a great answer. All right. 
Uh, for me, uh, you know, I think it's between, you know, Darth Maul, maybe. Uh, I do love the many arms of General Grievous. Uh, but uh, and I, I hope this isn't a hot take and I, I feel bad for for anyone else who loves uh, Boba Fett. <laughs> but I, I always kind of felt like he just bumbled his way through uh, Empire Strikes Back uh, and Return of the Jedi and wasn't a very good bounty hunter. So I'm going to go with Darth Maul just for the cool makeup and Ray Park uh, acrobatics. Both interesting choices and i love bob i love your explanation uh for java the hut because he is i think he's way more diabolical than people give him credit for you know he just looks like a big flat fat slob a slug if you will mm-hmm. uh sitting up there but i'm sorry there ain't nobody cooler than <laughs> darth maul i i gotta tell you being being 18 years old and seeing the uh seeing the trailer for the first time and hit darth maul popping out and that double bladed lightsaber kids you know kids in my school that you're lost their minds so i i gotta give this one to neil so neil you're gonna get to pick first in round one what category would you like to start us off in awesome well i'm hoping john that you had the darth maul paint uh, the face paint at school every day uh just to kind of wrap your favorite villain you know what if it makes you feel better then sure okay great i would say us spies <laughs> brothers more seem to resemble jabba than we do uh darth maul <laughs> I will tell you that when Jonathan and I were living together, I had a, uh, a cutout poster of Darth Maul, and I brought him home and put him in the living room. And didn't Jonathan was asleep, so he didn't know. Got up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, and Darth Maul is standing right outside his door with a double lightsaber. He might have jumped ten feet in the air. That's awesome. <laughs> Love it. Uh, he's the he's the perfect laxative, the surprise laxative. Um, I guess, uh, you know, in honor of the book, the uh, uh, behind the screens book that's out right now, I'm going to go TV and hopefully I will do okay and, and prove that I know what I'm talking about. All right. Your decade is the 70s. You would definitely know that this show takes place east of the Mississippi River due to FCC policy regarding call letters. Can I hear that one more time? You would definitely know that this show takes place east of the Mississippi River due to FCC policy regarding call letters. Part of me wants to say uh, WKRP in Cincinnati, but I feel like that was... Am I I mixing that up with the Joe Rogan one? Yes, I am. Yes, okay. I'm going to go WKRP in Cincinnati then. If it were were west of the Mississippi, it would be KKRP in Cincinnati. Uh, It is WKRP in Cincinnati. That is correct. And that's uh, News Radio is what is the uh, Joe Rogan one, which is a phenomenal show, honestly. Thank you. Yeah, I always thanks forget to, that thanks one. Thanks to Stephen Root and Dave Foley. Yeah. And I heard, too, that Ray Romano was supposed Dave to be Foley. Joe Rogan's character before he was uh, before he was cast. Oh. Yeah. All right. We are over to Bob. Sir, what category would you like? Let's go with sports. Okay. And that decade will be the 90s. Widely regarded as the greatest male athlete in his sport in history. Jonathan Edwards set the world record at the 1995 World Championship at 18.29 meters, roughly 60 feet, in what sport? Can I hear the question one more time? Sure. Widely regarded as the greatest male athlete in his sport in history, Jonathan Edwards set the world record at the 1995 World Championships at 18.29 meters, or roughly 60 feet, in what sport? Actually, I'm going to amend that and say, in what event? Okay. I'm going to say the shot put. The shot put is incorrect. Neil, can you steal? I'm just taking a guess based on the um, prompt, the 60 feet. uh, And since we we had heard uh, shot put 
the only one that, uh, other one I can think of that is a distance based, I suppose that 60 feet kind of falls under is long jump. Long jump is incorrect, but it was very close. Adam, can you help him out? The, uh, this is only because I was thinking kind of towards long jump at first, but then I was like, I think 60 is just too long of a distance. I think you have to jump three times to make that distance. I think it might be the triple jump. It was the triple jump. Okay. All right. No worries. No points. And we are back over to Neil. I'm not a huge um, fan of literature. I mean, I love literature. I mean, I'm not great in literature, I should say, as a trivia category. Um, but let's just go for it. Says the guy with a couple books under his belt. <laughs> <laughs> literature coming at you. And it is the 80s. And we have a question from David Abalafia. Thank you, David. What is the name of the penguin who first appeared in the Bloom County comic strip in 1981, quickly becoming a reader favorite? I didn't know Mr. Holland had a penguin. Oh, Mr. Holland had a penguin. Um, well, Mr. Holland makes me think of Mr. Holland's opus, Richard Dreyfuss movie where he sings Beautiful Boy. I have no idea uh, about this comic strip. Uh, but that was a great clue. I'm just going to go with it. We're going to say Opus the Penguin. Opus is correct. Helpful clue for sure. And all, all I, right. I, anytime I say the beautiful, I always do the the, the beautiful, yeah, yeah. beautiful, <laughs> beautiful with the with the signs. <laughs> you have to. That's exactly how you have to do it. <laughs> all right, Bob. Let's get you some points, sir. What yeah, category I need do you want? Points. Let's go with movies. Okay. And your decade for movies will be the 2000s. And guess what? We got another question from David Abalafia. Thank you, David. <laughs> Welcome to Mooseport from 2004 about a U.S. president who runs for mayor of his hometown was the final film for what legendary actor who has since retired? Not sure. I'm going to go with Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman is correct. Yeah, you're not sure, but well done. Great actor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Best, uh, best Superman villain. No, oh, he was great. <laughs> You're crazy. You're absolutely insane for saying that. You definitely can say he's the best submarine captain villain. <laughs> All right, Neil, back over to you. All right. Uh, I will go with music. Okay. And your decade will also be the 2000s. The 2006 album Idlewild was the sixth and final studio album of what hip-hop group? I'm going to go with Outkast. Outkast is yeah. correct. Absolutely. Dungeon family. Yep. All right, Bob. Left we've got toys and games, news and politics, fashion, slang, and food. I will go with toys and game. Yeah, some toys and games from the 70s. Space Invaders got there first, but this arcade game showed us the future of the space shooter genre with its crisp multicolor graphics, dive-bombing enemies, and twinkling starfield backdrop. Galaga? Galaga is incorrect. Neil, can you steal? I don't know if I can. Um, I know there was a game called Dive Bomber. Um, I don't think this is the right one, though. So I'll just say Dive Bomber for lack of a better answer. Dive Bomber is also incorrect. Adam, can you help him out? I think Bob was close because I think that's actually the sequel. I think the original is Galaxian. Galaxian is what I was looking for. Wow. Never heard of that. No, I wouldn't have gotten there. All right, Neil, over to you. I will take news and politics. Okay. And that is the 2000s. What place's first long-term residents arrived on November 2nd, 2000, 
and were comprised of one American and two Russians. They stayed for 136 days. What was the date again? November 2nd, 2000. Okay. Um, you said it was uh, two Americans, one Russian? I can repeat the question if you'd like. Yeah, yeah, please. What place's first long-term residents arrived on November 2nd, 2000 and were comprised of one American and two Russians? They stayed for 136 days. Uh, I'm, I'm going to just be influenced by uh, a movie as I, I normally am. And uh, I'm thinking of Peter Stormare and Armageddon. So I'm just going to say the International Space Station. The International Space Station is correct. Yep. Well, nicely done. All right, Bob. Looks like we've got fashion, slang, and food left. All right, let's go with food. No love. <laughs> food, no love. We don't do love here on this podcast. That is trademarked by Ben, and he would probably cut me if I said that. Uh, your food is from the 50s. Well, Bob, I only had one David Abelavica question in this category, and you just picked it. <laughs> oh, come on, David. You, be David. my friend today. <laughs> what restaurant chain was founded in Kansas in 1958 by brothers Dan and Frank Carney? Now, I know a little bit about founding restaurants, but I don't know this one. I don't know that name of the restaurant, so I'm going to go with a restaurant chain that I'm not as familiar with and say White Castle. White Castle is incorrect. Neil, can you steal? I was thinking a White Castle. I know, I think their southern uh, version of it is called Crystal's, a roommate I had in college I used to talk about it all the time. Um, I'm between two... Um, I'm between uh, Pizza Hut for some reason. I feel like that was uh, started Middle America. And uh, I'm also uh, Burger King, too, for some reason. I don't know why. Um, I'm going to flip a coin in my head. Uh, we're going to go Burger King. So just so you know, White Castle was founded in 1921. Oh. It's been a while. So yeah. well before. That's actually considered the first fast food restaurant by a lot of people. Neil, you flipped the wrong end of the coin. The correct answer was Pizza Hut. Oh, wow. Yeah, as soon as you said Pizza Hut, I was like, oh, that's it. That was brothers, and one bought the other one out very early on. I should have gone with it. I, I saw a little TikTok about uh, a place in Illinois here that um, has a completely old-school Pizza Hut. Like You go dine inside. It has all the old fixtures nice. and everything, and it's still like a— And the and the glasses, like the plastic yeah. reddish glass. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so I want to take a little road trip there. So that's what I was thinking of it, but yeah, I should have gone with it. Yep. Yeah, and people may not know, but the first Burger King was actually right here in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, it oh, wasn't wow. It wasn't under the name Burger King. It was the same owners. I think it was Burger Chef or something like that when they opened the first one. Uh, I know it's a quick aside here. I won't keep it too long, but my great-grandmother, um, she refused to go to Burger King because when, when it first came out here in Illinois, the uh, the sign on, on all the restaurants was a king sitting on a burger and she said, if if they're going to show someone sitting on the meat that I'm about to eat, I will never eat here. And so she never ate here, ate there her whole life. So, yeah. She stuck to her guns. I got to appreciate that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right, Neil, we got fashion and slang. I'll, I'll try fashion. Okay. And that decade will be the 60s. Widely copied by young men in Britain, what fabulous band often wore elastic-sided boots similar to Winkle Pickers with pointed toes and Cuban heels. Winkle pickers. I don't even know what that is. Um, wow. Um, this is, what was the, the year or the decade? Uh, I believe it was the 60s, right, Adam? Uh, yeah, 60s fashion. Yep. 60s. Okay. I'm just going to say the Turtles. I think they're British. The Turtles is incorrect. Mm -hmm. Bob, can you steal? Can I get the question again, please? 
widely copied by young men in Britain, what fabulous band often wore elastic-sided boots similar to winkle pickers with pointed toes and Cuban heels? No idea, but you said Britain. I'll go the Beatles. The Beatles are the fab four I was talking about. That is correct. Ooh, great poll. I thought there was a chance there. Do we know what a winkle picker is? It is a specific style of boot with a very pointed toe. Okay. Okay. If you honestly, if you saw a picture of one, you would automatically know that specific style of boot. Uh, All right, that's going to leave slang for Bob. It does leave slang for Bob, and that decade will be the '90s. Hey, I was alive in the '90s. That might help. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just want to use this 90s term that means someone who was good at something or just attractive. You could also use it to say something was awesome or cool. Can I hear the question one more time, please? Sure. I just want to use this 90s term that means someone who was good at something or just attractive. You could also use it to say something was awesome or cool. I should know this and I don't. I'll go with Far Out. Far Out is incorrect. Neil, can you steal? I am so glad that when you read the question, you added just a little extra sugar on it because that's the only way I got this. I believe you were looking for fly. I just want to fly. Fly is correct. (laughs) I knew the I was a a clue, but I couldn't pick it. All right. That is the end of round one. Adam, what is our score? All right. Well, Neil has himself a little bit of a lead here, but it's not overwhelming. He has 50 to Bob's 20. All right, well, since Neil picked first in round one, that means, Bob, you're going to pick for Neil to start off round two. What category do you want to give to him? Oh, 100%. I do not want fashion. You can have it. <laughs> you're not uh, well-versed on all your winkle pickers in your closet? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just giving that question was a, nope, I'm staying away from that. <laughs> and the decade is the 70s. By 1974... What item was no longer considered underwear and was by then made in elaborate designs such as slogans, sports teams, and other styles? That's a really tough one. It's making me think of, which I feel like is more 80s, the, um, oh, not dungarees. Weren't they just, um, oh my God, now I'm forgetting the name of the underwear that had like Superman's logo on it. Um, we'll, we'll just say briefs. I have no idea. Briefs is incorrect. Bob, can you steal? Let me ask the question one more time. By 1974, what item was no longer considered underwear and was by then made in elaborate designs such as slogans, sports teams, and other styles? I'm going to go boxers. Boxers is also incorrect. Adam? Yeah, I, I want to guess. I think, uh, Neil, I think you were thinking of underwear. Underwears, thank was, you. Yeah. That's what you were thinking of. But when... Specifically, it's what you called out is no longer considered underwear. So it's like it's worn normally. And when I think back into like back in the day, people didn't wear just like regular T-shirts. Like that was kind of under your shirt. So is it just T-shirts? That's my it guess. It is just T-shirts oh, is what I was wow. looking for. Go me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See, and uh, that's, why avoided, Adam, so. uh, that's why I avoided uh, fashion. <laughs> yeah. All right, Neil, you are now picking for Bob. Uh, I'll give Bob news and politics. And that decade is the 60s. In 1964, the Good Friday earthquake, the most powerful earthquake recorded in the U.S. and North America, struck what state, killing 143 people? Question one more time, please. In 1964, the Good Friday earthquake, 
the most powerful earthquake recorded in the U.S. and North America, struck what state, killing 143 people? All right. The year doesn't sound right, but if you're saying earthquakes, I'm going California. California is incorrect. Neil, can you steal? I don't know if I can. Um, North America, I don't know if that really helps me at all. Yeah, California would have been my guess. Um, Maybe go up north a little bit from California on the coast still. um, I'll say Washington. Washington is also incorrect. But you were heading in the right direction. You just didn't go far north enough. The correct answer is Alaska. That makes sense. If you ever go to Alaska, they will make a big deal about the fact that they've had the worst earthquake ever in the history of the U.S. And that's how I knew it. Because <laughs> they like to tell you about it. Mm-hmm. No harm, no foul so far. Uh, we are back to Bob. Let's give Neil literature. All right, literature coming at you. And it's the 70s. Upon its publication in 1972, Sarah Lull wrote of what Alex Comfort manual, quote, the book thrust itself into public consciousness with all the subtlety of a gigolo at a convention of bishops. It was also stunningly popular, a well-thumbed fixture of bedside tables across America that spent 343 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. I'm going out on a limb here. I think this is Joy of Sex. So that's what I'm going to say. The Joy of Sex is correct. Good get. I don't own it, but I, I, I kind of remember that question. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Neil, what uh, category do you want to give to Bob? Let's go slang. Okay. Slang for Bob, and it is the 80s. The term sucka MC, though eventually used to mean anyone who was uncool, was originally used to mean somebody who was bad at what? I've heard the term, and I'm, I'm going to say bad at singing. Singing is incorrect. Neil, can you steal? Yep. Uh, Run DMC has a great song called Sucker MCs. So I'm going to go with rappers. Rapping is uh, correct. All right. Neil got the steal. Now, Bob, you got to give him a category. Let's give him food. Okay. That decade is the 80s again. What fruit-flavored soft drink, originally manufactured by PepsiCo in 1984, was introduced as a replacement for Team T-E-E-M, as a competitor to Sprite and 7-Up. Its distinguishing characteristic at the time was that it contained 10% fruit juice. I always mix these drinks up, um, you know, between Fanta, Squirt, Slice, PepsiCo. Squirt maybe is Coca-Cola product? I don't, I think Fanta is also Coca-Cola product. Squirt, Slice. I'm going to flip a coin again, I guess, between Squirt and Slice. And I'm going to go Slice. Slice is correct. Wow. All right, Neil, left we've got movies, music, TV, toys and games, and sports. Which one do you want to give to Bob? I'll give Bob toys and games. And the decade is the 50s. Created by two art students in the 1950s, what reusable stickers are made from thin die-cut vinyl? Users attach them to smooth surfaces to create desired scenes. I'm gonna go. It's not right, but I don't know. I don't remember what they're called. I'm gonna go with diorama. Diorama is incorrect. Neil, can you steal? I cannot. I have absolutely no idea. But in in honor of one of the previous questions, I'm gonna call them winkle stickers. 
Winkle stickers is incorrect. Uh, these were called color forms. All right. I believe we are back to uh, Bob. Yep. I'm going to give Neil music. All right. And the music will be from the 90s. What now infamous karaoke favorite from 1995 was originally titled Wishing Stone? The sibling songwriter said that it's about, quote, an imaginary friend who's going to come and save you from yourself. Wishing Stone. Um, the only thing that's going to help me is the karaoke of it. Um, that one, yeah, I, I'm I'm not too sure on that one. Uh, we'll say this is completely wrong. Uh, we'll go British. We'll say uh, Creep by Radiohead. Creep is incorrect. Bob, can you steal? Can I get the question one more time? What now infamous karaoke favorite from 1995 was originally titled, titled Wishing Stone. The sibling songwriter said that it's about, quote, an imaginary friend who's going to come and save you from yourself. Don't want to have it. I'm going to go with uh, Who's Going to Save Your Soul by Jewel. Who's Going to Save Your Soul is also incorrect. Neil, did I see a little bit of recognition? Yeah, I, d- I didn't hear sibling songwriters uh, the first time. And when I hear that uh, in mid-90s, I think of uh, Oasis. So I'm, I'm guessing Wonderwall. Oh. Wonderwall was what I was looking for. Wonderwall. There you go. All right, man. Uh, round two, not too, uh, not too kind <laughs> to our so contenders kind. today. It's the darker so round, far. like Empire Strikes Back, like we're talking about, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Adam, where are we? Uh, Neil is picking for Bob. Um, I believe what is there? We got movies, TV, TV, and sports. And sports. And sports yeah. uh, I will go sports. Okay, sports for Bob. And it's the seventies. Nineteen seventy-three. What Buffalo Bill? not a Bronco, set an NFL record for the most rushing yards per game in a season with 143.1. O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson is correct. There you go. Now you, now you gave me one. I, now, now you hit me in my wheelhouse. Come on, give me football all day long. Let's go. Uh, all right, Bob, we got movies and TV. I'm going to give him movies because I want TV. Okay. All right, and the movies will be from the 90s. Rafe Fiennes starred as Lenny Nero in what 1995 film about a troubled former cop turned street hustler who stumbles upon who stumbles upon a disturbing video that captures a brutal crime, putting him in the crosshairs of a powerful forces who will stop at nothing to retrieve the evidence. Well, movies uh, is my favorite subject and the one I'm best at, uh, and I'd uh, be remiss if I didn't answer Catherine Bigelow's Strange Days. Strange Days is correct. All right, that leaves TV for Bob. It does, and that decade will be the 80s. What 1981 to 86 show starring Lee Majors showcased his adventure or showcased the adventures of a film stuntman who moonlights as a bounty hunter when movie work is slow? A movie version starring Ryan Gosling is slated for 2024. I wish I could talk it out because I got stuff to say, but I don't. I mean, there's nothing uh-huh. stopping you. Yeah, from I know, but there's bo- nothing to bounce us. it off of. Um, so Lee Majors, I think. So my initial my my initial thought here is the Fall Guy, but I thought that was James Garner, but maybe it's not. I the, I seem to remember that that plot fitting that show. I just don't remember it as being Lee Majors, but that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the Fall Guy. The Fall Guy 
which in my opinion has one of the most underrated TV theme songs of all time, is correct. Nice. Trying to have a poker face there when you said it. I was like, oh, you got it. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I can't see Lee Majors in it, but I definitely remember that being the plot of The Fall Guy. Uh, One of my favorite underrated uh, TV themes is Magnum P.I. What a a great theme song. That's good. Oh, absolutely. Great theme song. All right, Adam, that is the end of round two. What is our score going into the final round? Well, uh, Bob gained just a tiny bit. He is at 40, uh, but Neil's very impressive movie knowledge. I definitely didn't know that Catherine Bigelow movie, but he got it, and that put him out of reach, technically, with 90. So Neil has 90, Bob has 40. All right. You never know. Yeah, yeah, you never know how people are going to, you know, Neil's crazy. You don't know what he's going to (laughs) do. Neil is crazy. Uh, All right, so let's find out what categories are going to go into the final round. Neil, since you were in the lead, which one would you like? We'll we'll say movies. Okay. And the decade will be the 50s. All right. And Bob, what category do you want to put into the final oh, round? Oh, we'll take a category that I actually am good at. So we're going to go with television. Okay. TV. And that decade will be the 2000s. All right. So we're bookending here. All right, gentlemen. So based on 50s movies and 2000s TV, please go ahead and write down your bids. I forget, uh, is it in fives or what would you like? What would you prefer? Just no decimals. No decimals. Those are matter. Okay. Right. Whole, whole numbers, please. Okay. And and ones that you have mm. earned. That's yes. it. Yeah, you can't do otherwise. I can't bet you imaginary me numbers, right? Like, yeah, exactly. No. And and no I, betting pie. Yeah, no pie. <laughs> Certainly not. I'm, I'm all good. I'm in. All right, here is your 50s movie question. What 1951 classic won Oscars for three of its four main cast members, but not for star Marlon Brando? And your 2000s TV question, Deadwood was a show set in the late 1800s revolving around the characters of Deadwood, a town of deep corruption and crime. In what state was Deadwood located? While our contestants are thinking about their answers, I am here to let you know that you do not have much time left to sign up for our Patreon page if you want to be part of the 2024 TTT tournament. You have to be a patron at the $5 level or higher by the end of this year, 2023, to be able to be considered for our play-in rounds. And then you can get on to the tournament if you get past the play-in rounds, which all of those play-in rounds are exclusive to the Patreon feed. And you can listen to those if even if you're at the $1 level. Um, but if you want to play in them, you got to be at the $5 level. So check that out. But if you want to have a way to play along anyway, we are going to be doing a pick'em tournament uh, this year for this year's tournament. So if you can pick who you think is going to be winning the tournament the best, you will get an automatic seed as the 16 seed going into the 2025 tournament. So we're way ahead here at uh, Throwback Trivia Takedown, but we're trying to get ways for all of y'all to jump in and play along with us. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Well, let's find out what your answers to the questions were. Bob, since you were behind, what did you put? So uh, for the movies question, my answer is on the waterfront, and I, I think Deadwood's in Oklahoma. All right, and Neil, uh, 1951, Marlon Brando, uh, where everyone else won an Oscar, makes me think of Streetcar Named Desire, and uh, Deadwood was one of my favorite shows. I was going to say the the favorite word of Al Swearengen, uh, but I don't want to make you guys bleep it, so we're going to say <laughs> South Dakota. All right, let's find out the answers. For 50s movies, the 1951 Marlon Brando classic was A Streetcar Named Desire. And the show Deadwood 
takes place in the state of South Dakota. So unfortunately, there'll be no mystery either way. Uh, Neil got his bid. Bob did not. But let's find out what the final numbers are. Bob, how much did you bid? Oh, I bet it all. Didn't have a choice. All right. And Neil? I went uh, 89, just in case I got it wrong. I at least finished with one point. All right, Adam, do that math and let us know what is our final score. With a final score of 179 to 0, Neil Fisher is the winner of the day. Very good job done, Mr. Fisher. You're the king of the day. The Fisher King. The Fisher King? <laughs> the Fisher King, yes! <laughs> it's not, not a bad movie to be named after. No, thank you. Uh, those were some yeah. uh, some hard ones uh, in the fashion and, and uh, news and politics section uh, and just such a worthy competitor to go up against. I got lucky on a few of them just because they were movies. Um, but yeah, great questions all around and uh, you know, great playing with you, Bob. Appreciate it. Fun game. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much. Now we're going to give you a little bit of time just to do any shout-outs if you'd like. Bob, we'll start with you. Sure. Um, so I, I will, I'll plug my brother's show. So it, cause well, I kind of have to. So, uh, my brother, if you don't know the trivia pod father, the father of all trivia podcasts, um, trivial warfare is the granddaddy of them all. Um, in their ninth year, I believe, uh, heading towards episode 500. Um, you can find them wherever you can find podcasts. If you like trivia podcasts and you don't know of trivial warfare, Look it up and find it, and also find the Trivial Warfare Army on Facebook because there are a lot of trivia players who would love to uh, for you to join their community. Awesome. And Neil? Yeah, I'll, I'll shout out Trivial Warfare as well. Great folks over there. Always fun to uh, get a chance to interact with them. If you'd like to have a second trivia podcast to listen to, come check us out at Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. And uh, if you're at the bookstore, whether online or in person, you can pick up uh, a copy of one of my two books. Uh, the first one's called Being Patrick Swayze. It's a comedic love letter to Patrick Swayze. And the newest one, which I'm really proud of, is called Behind the Screens, Illustrated Floor Plans and Scenes from the Best TV Shows of All Time. And uh, shoot me a message and uh, let me know how you like it. All right. Thank you, Neil. Thank you, Bob. That's Adam and I'm John. This was another episode of Throwback Trivia Takedown. Thank you for listening to Throwback Trivia Takedown. If you want to support the podcast or if you'd like to be a contestant, go to patreon.com forward slash throwback trivia takedown and pick a tier that's right for you. If you want to submit questions, you can email them to throwbacktriviatakedown at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on your preferred podcast platform. We'll see you next time when two new contestants go head to head in nostalgic knowledge on Throwback Trivia Takedown. Hey everybody, I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found.